Christmas is about the Christ who comes and takes the center stage of history. God being born as a baby, dividing history in B.C. and A.D., bringing comfort and conversion to all mankind. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, and glad that you've joined us today as we continue a message entitled Name Dropping from Isaiah chapter 9, and a great reminder that Christmas is all about, as Pastor Ford just said, the Christ who comes and takes center stage. I know many of us, at least intellectually, know that. We'll say that that's what Christmas is all about. But based on the way that we may spend our time this time of year, based on the way that we may uh, spend our money this time of year, it may leave us asking the question, do my actions and does my attitude reflect what I say I believe? And so as we continue today's message, I want to encourage us to actually slow down to really stop and to think about what Christmas is all about and even better, who Christmas is all about, and how are we celebrating Him? If you can, join us in Isaiah chapter 9 as we continue name-dropping. Here is Pastor Ford. Yeah, it's a Christocentric prophecy, but then I want you to notice that it's a complete prophecy. Here's what He does. He prophesies about the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ in one prophetic utterance. Okay, listen to this. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. That's the first coming of Christ. And the government shall be upon His shoulder. That's the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so, He he, he tells us that Christ came and that he's coming again. He came the first time in Bethlehem. He's coming again, and when he comes, uh, he is going uh, uh, to bring us back with him. So he prophesies about the first and second coming in one prophetic utterance. Now, y'all don't mind the Bible, do you? Let me give you another one. Uh, Notice, notice, it's a complete prophecy in this way. See, verse 6 is the coming of the incarnational one, Uh, but verse 7 or verse 6b is the coming of the invincible one. Uh, So, verse 6 has to do with His redeeming. Verse 7 has to do with His ruling. So, in verse 6, mercy. In verse 7, majesty. In verse 6, peace. In verse 7, purify. In verse 6, a cross. Verse 7, a crown. In verse 6, a Savior. In verse 7, a sovereign. In verse 6, He's coming uh, in as an infant. Uh, But in verse 7, the infinite one. In verse 6, a manger. But in verse 7, Mount of Olives. In verse 6, obscurity. But in verse 7, every eye will see him. In verse 6, Jesus is saying, you jeered me. In verse 7, he's saying, I'll judge you. In verse 6, you hung me high on an old rugged cross. Verse 7, I'll lower you into a sinner's hell. Verse 6, suffering. But in verse 7, sovereignty. And so here he's letting us know uh, that what's happening at Christmas uh, is affecting us for all of time and eternity. Notice it's a contrasting prophecy. What do you mean by that? If you look at the context, it's set in the middle of a prophecy regarding the destruction of Israel by Assyria. And uh, God tells them, Assyria is coming and you are going to be chastened for your disobedience. You do know that God does that. Amen. Amen. So, if he, he can't love you in the heaven, he'll beat. Anyway, So, God says, you're going to walk in the valley of the shadow of death, verse 2. 
The people that have walked in darkness have seen a great light. He says, so you're going to walk in darkness, but you ought to be looking for a lily in the valley. Now, 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 from what I understand, lilies don't grow in valley. So what God is telling them is, look for in the midst of what you're going through in your natural mess, a supernatural blessing. That's what he's saying. That Jesus Christ is God's lily in the valley. He's saying Christmas is the interaction and the intervention of God as he sends Jesus Christ, who is his lily in the valley. That when all the world is going to hell in a handbasket, Jesus Christ is coming to bring fragrance and beauty into our lives so that therefore if any man be in Christ he's a new creature old things have passed away behold all things are become new but then I want you to notice with me uh, that what it says is then that verse 2 says we ought to be looking for the lily in the valley that Christmas says God cares God comes and God will correct what's wrong then I want you to notice it's a consecutive prophecy. It's in order. First, he starts with Christmas, unto us a child is born. Then he goes to crucifixion, unto us a son is given. Then he goes to the kingdom, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. God is a God of order. When are we going to learn that? That God is a God of order. That Christmas begins his prophetic timetable for end times. And, and what, what, well, you know what? I was reading John 6. I preached it a couple of times. I'm going to preach it again. And um, one of the things that, that I omitted, you know, we can't preach everything. But I, there was one thing I saw as I was reading it that I didn't even talk about. Here's what it says. It says, the first thing he did was make them sit down. And the Bible tells us that 5,000 sat down. You know what? It dawned on me, uh, Deacon Thomas, that he's letting us know that the only people who got fed were the ones who sat down. If you stood up, you didn't get fed because he ordered everybody. That, look at it, everybody missing it. Everybody missing it. He ordered them to sit down. So if he orders you to sit down and you standing up, I was trying to keep it short, but, you know, with all them blank looks, I thought I was going to have to say, I thought I was going to have to say, he told you that uh, you need to witness and declare that you belong to him. And some of us are secret agent disciples. We in the closet about Jesus. But he said, if you are ashamed of me in this perverse and adulterous generation, before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my father who's in heaven. See, that's, I, you know, he said, sit down, you standing up. He said, give, you, you, you tipping. Anyway, let me move on. Uh, so then it's a concrete prophecy. In, in other words, he calls it done before it happens. Uh, in the King James, it is, but in the Hebrew, here's how it reads in the Hebrew. For unto us a child has been given. That's past tense. The provision has already been given and the need is not even known. That's what we call prosvideo. That is, here's what God tells us. He says, uh, 1 Timothy 5, 8, all the brothers in the house, yeah, you better get this. He says, a man that does not provide for his own family is worse than an infidel. 
an unbeliever. So, so, you know, brother came to me, man, I don't know what's wrong. Why I'm having all these problems. None of the sisters, I stepped to them. They don't want to be bothering me. I say, bro, get a job. You don't got a job. Get a job. I don't want to no broke man. And I know that's not supposed to be the only attraction. But if she marry you, she ain't marrying you for worse. She lying when she say that. She ain't marrying you for poorer. She lying when she say that. Ain't nobody marrying somebody to be poor. Ain't nobody marrying. She might as well stay like she is then. You know, at least, at least she ain't got to worry about her credit history being pulled down about hooking up with you. Anyway, let me move on. So it's a comforting prophecy. Let me, let me just finish this. It's a comforting prophecy. Why? Because darkness shall become light, verse 1, and bondage will become deliverance, uh, verse 4, and sadness will become gladness, verse 2. It's comprehensive. It's about his presence, his passion, his power, his provision. And finally, it's a covenant prophecy because it says unto us, they say, is that just the Jews? No. Let me read to you what it says in verse 1. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be as such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulon and the land of Natali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan and Galilee of the nations. In other words, it's a covenant prophecy because he's telling us in this chapter that even though we're not part of the commonwealth yet, he's already included us in Christ. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr. And what a great reminder today. We do have to pause our message name dropping right there, but we will continue in just a moment. Hey, I know this time of year, a lot of us are busy. We may be traveling and you might miss a broadcast. A great way to listen on the go when it's convenient for you is to have the Moody Radio mobile app. It's available for iPhones and iPads, also for your Android phones and tablets. And you'll find a link to the app when you come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. That's treasuredtruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. Well, then let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, because Christmas is about the Christ who comes and takes the center stage of history, God being born as a baby, dividing history in B.C. and A.D., bringing comfort and conversion to all mankind. Let me just give it to you, because he talks about four aspects to the name dropping. He talks about the performance of Christ, the person of Christ, the program of Christ, and the power of Christ. Let's look at this, and I'm only going to do one, and let's look at first six a the performance of Jesus Christ. He says three things about his performance. Notice what he says. He says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Then he talks about his person. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Then he talks about his power of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. And then he talks about his provision. Uh, So when you look at uh, uh, this He talks about, first of all, his revealing at Christmas. Notice what it says. For unto us a child is born. 
See, a child is born, that's a reference to the virgin birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a reference to what we call the incarnation. Incarnation is just a theological word that means God took on flesh that the baby in the manger is deity in a diaper, uh, that that infant is the infinite one, uh, that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. He is the heavenly child of an earthly mother, and he is the earthly child of a heavenly father. Did you get that? That's who Jesus Christ is. Christmas didn't start in Matthew. Christmas started in Genesis because it was in Genesis that we have the what? All my theologians, proto-euangelium, all y'all just here for today, just drop that on the way, in the basket on the way out. It means the first mention of the good news about Jesus Christ, where he said that, that what will happen is that the serpent will bruise his heel and he will crush his head. He says, he says, he says, um, let me just turn to it. I know. I know. Now, was you giving me the verse or the time I should let y'all out of here? Here's what he says. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head. Thou shalt bruise his heel. Oh, man, this, 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 look, 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 you know how it is so hard for us preachers to get away from something, but you even use that illustration and you're trying to make it a central passage. But get this, her seed. Now, what's so significant about that? Women do not have seed. They carry the egg. The man carries the seed. And so he says, her seed. Who's a woman that has seed? The only one that was blessed and highly favored was Mary because she gave birth to Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. So she, her seed. This is a reference to her being pregnant. Now listen, don't try it. Don't go home talking about mama, daddy. You remember what God did with Mary? He done done it again. Don't do that. Now get this, get this, get this. This is why you ought to study every word of God. Watch this. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, thou shalt bruise his heel. Did you get it? It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Did you get it? It shall. He sh Okay, you didn't get it. Okay. All right. It is the cross. He didn't say he shall, it shall. The atoning work of Jesus is the it in Genesis 3.15, and you shall bite his heel. So the devil will bite Jesus' heel, but the work of the cross will crush. Well, anyway, that's good news for me. Let me move on. Let me move on. And so what, what happened? What happened? Christmas is about Christ, don't X him out. That's my whole purpose. See, the world has done just that, right? We've X Jesus out. Uh, for most of us, the lights have stolen his brilliance. Commercialism has stolen his purpose. People have taken his gifts. Christmas cheer has replaced his joy. People aren't filled with the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit. They're filled with the Spirit of Ernest and Julio. 
Santa Claus has stolen his attributes, omniscience and omnipresence, and Christmas trees have replaced the tree uh, that he died on at Calvary. Wise men have become the wise guys, and instead of Jesus being the reason for the season, the mantra of Christmas season is batteries not included. That's why Paul said, don't let them forget. Don't let them forget what? Don't let them forget. Great is the mystery of godliness, that God was manifested in the flesh, that he was justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's missing in Christmas. And the worst tragedy is he's missing in Christian homes. Mm. Hey, you know, I was, I was amazed to read this. I read this. It, it amazed me. Anybody remember when the Mona Lisa was stolen? Anybody remember that? Okay, the Mona Lisa was stolen. Does anybody know what the Mona Lisa is? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. 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 I'll think maybe you don't know what it is, you know. Uh, but anyway, it's a famous painting. All right. And it's a, it's a, it's a famous painting. It sits in the Louvre in France. And so they, they, they go there and look at it. Now get this. It was stolen and it was gone for two years. Get this. In the two years it was gone, more people came to see the space where it was than in the last 10 years combined. It's missing. Okay, well, let's go see that spot. And that's what's happening with Christmas. They done x Christ out of Christmas, and Christmas is about everything but Jesus. Now, 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 listen, listen, listen. You know, we, 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 we bump here with Job Witness, all these kind of people. You know, people who say, you know, well, you'll be pagan. We know the pagan stuff. I know the pagan stuff. I know the pagan stuff. I know the pagan stuff. But, but, but it's like, it's like, here's what gets me is when we do the pagan stuff. Uh oh, uh oh. Come on, come on. See, how many of y'all gonna be in church on watch night service and bring the new year in? How many of y'all gonna be at the club? Okay, I got one honest person back there. I got one honest person back there. I got one honest person back there. Okay, how many bought people gifts? How many's given Jesus a gift? After all, it's his birthday. It reminds me of when my son, uh, he turned nine. We, we were living in the parsonage, and we had a big party for him. And we, we had the kids over. And so, big Joey, and Joey now, uh, uh, he, he went into professional football and everything. And it was just so funny because my son was small, Joey's so big, but he was telling him what to do and everything. So then we had the party. And uh, we came in. And uh, it seemed like everything we were saying, okay, we're saying, we told our son, okay, now it's time for you to do this. And Joey tried to do it. Even to the point where we said, okay, now it's time to cut the cake. And Joey grabbed the knife. <laughs> uh, it was Popeye the Sailor Town for my son. That's all he could stand. He could stand no more. He said, stop. He said, Joey, I don't know if you know this, but it's my party. It's my birthday. Now, if you don't know how to respect that, go home. <laughs>
You know what I said? That's what Jesus, Jesus says. It's my world. It's my people. It's my heaven. And if you don't want me, go to hell. Now, I use that in the proper context. That was, that was not slang. That was the proper biblical context. And so what's going on here? He's revealed at Christmas. You say, what do you mean revealed? Y'all know that story about the farmer who was plowing and wanted to uh, plow his fields, get a seed planted, water, and he came across the anthill. Y'all remember that? And he came across the anthill, and he said, oh, I don't want to kill those ants. He went and tried to move the anthill. They started attacking him. You know, he said, oh, maybe, maybe, oh, I so wish I could talk to you and tell you you're in danger. I'm going to come through here. I'm going to, uh, you won't let me move you? you and then he began to realize that I can't touch him. I can't talk to him. How can I tell him? And he thought, the only way I would ever be able to communicate is to become an ant. That's what God did. He said, if I come in my omnipotence and omnipresence, uh, they, 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 would, they, would, they would just cower in fear. If I tried to talk to them, they wouldn't understand a thing I'm saying, so I'm going to become like them. And so Jesus Christ veiled deity in humanity, as the old preacher would say, stepped down through 42 generations and uh, became one of us. Yeah, God with skin on. We could touch him. We could talk to him. We could tell him all about our troubles. Man, did you have a little talk with him? Because I heard just a little talk with Jesus. Make it right. Then notice, not just his revealing at Christmas, but notice his redeeming at Calvary. Notice the text. The child is born. That's incarnation. The son is given. That's crucifixion. So get this. You always have it. We know it. We're just not mature enough to find it. The truth is all through scriptures. What are you talking about? The child, humanity, the son, deity, because the child is born, but the son was given. What a reminder that Christmas is not just about a baby born in a manger. It's about the entire gospel, salvation from sin through Jesus Christ. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor James Ford Jr. And you're going to find today's broadcast and previous broadcasts in the series on our website. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, what could be more central than focusing on the fullness of Jesus Christ? Unfortunately, many in our culture are trying to suppress any mention of him, even at Christmas time. You have voices in the media and online that are dismissing the uniqueness of God in the flesh. And Joe Stoll, the former president of the Moody Bible Institute, has written a book addressing this disturbing trend. It's entitled The Trouble with Jesus. And based on his own experiences interacting with the business people and the religious leaders of Chicago, Dr. Stoll shares his stories and reflects on what it means to stand for Jesus in a culture that really wants to avoid him. So when you contact Treasure Truth with a gift of any amount, we'd like for you to have The Trouble with Jesus as a digital download. Just call us at 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. You can also mail in your gift. Just uh, include your email address when you write to Treasure Truth. 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Well, at Moody Radio, we're spreading the message of hope, and not just at Christmas, but we do this every day. And as another year draws to the end, your generous gift will help us finish strong 
and reach more people with the gospel in 2016. So again, call now, 888-644-7660 or go to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller and our producer is Amy Rios. Join us tomorrow to hear the conclusion of this message entitled Name Dropping on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.